going in a rhythm, using your body to create that rhythm. Now maybe you want to change it up a little bit. morning. Um, my name is Lucas Gottschalk, and I'd like to welcome you to this Friday Chapel. Can I give you a brief introduction? Um, the Prairie Wolf Collective is comprised of a group of 20s and 30s and a, one small child <laughs> um, who are living together in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, they are a co-housing group, community, that strives to create a healthy place to live and support one another in their vocations. 
Um, I have a personal connection to one of the members of this group, Hilary Scarcella. Uh, she's an Indiana native and attends Kern Road Mennonite Church, as do I. Um, she also studied at an associate Mennonite Biblical Seminary as, and has now joined this group. Um, I'd like to offer a simple prayer of blessing for this morning service. Heavenly Father, we would like to thank you for this bright and crisp Friday morning. We, the birds are now returning, the temperature is rising. Um, please open our hearts and our minds to the speakers this morning. Give us wisdom and knowledge from their words. Bless in all that we do today and guide us in our paths. Amen. I now light this lamp as a reminder of God's presence among us. Now, if you'll join Stephanie Hollenberg in further singing. Um, in your green, sing the storybook. If you'll turn to number 16, one, six, sing the journey.
I'm Hillary, uh, and I'm part of the Prairie Wolf Collective, and the rest of the folks behind me are also part of the Prairie Wolf Collective. Um, so I think we will introduce ourselves real quick. Going this way, <laughs> we are Jason Schenk and Nicole Bauman, Sam Jerome, Amira Tovar, and uh, her mother, Gabby. And Joanna. Uh, Joanna Sheik is the last member of the Prairie Wolf Collective who is traveling today and can't be here. So basically, we are here to talk about community and to tell you a bit about what we have learned about community in this thing we have been doing, which we have called the Prairie Wolf Collective. So each of us is going to tell a little piece of the story, and hopefully all of those pieces will come together. But first of all, let's pray. Creator, healer, lover, mother, Holy Spirit, God. Come near and be with us this morning. Let us be present right here, appreciating each other and delighting in this day we have to be alive. Your gifts are good gifts, and for that we are thankful. Amen. So first... How did this Prairie Wolf Collective come to be? Well, I will tell you my own perspective, and I'm sure that there are several other perspectives, but this is mine. One day, I got up and I checked my email, as I normally do, and I see that I've received something from my friend Jason. Jason was writing to tell lots of folks in the area that Elkhart was going to have something called a tax sale. This thing where the city sells a whole bunch of properties, and he might be able to tell you how many, but it was a lot. Uh, and they're being sold for just the amount of taxes that are owed on those properties, so pretty cheap in most cases. In some cases, a tax sale is really terrible because the city can basically take a home and a property that belongs to someone else and sell it for the amount of taxes owed, even though there are still people living in that home, because those people, for whatever reason, haven't been able to come up with the money of paying their property taxes. But in other cases, a tax sale is really great, <laughs> because houses that are vacant and not being used by anyone are sold for the amount of property taxes owed on them, and so these structures that are just sitting there can be obtained for really, really cheap and put to good use. So Jason wanted to know if any of us would be interested in pitching in money to buy a house or two together, houses that were already vacant, of course, with the understanding that we would uh, kind of figure out what we were going to do with them later. <laughs> it sounded like a good idea to me, a bit of an adventure, and so I showed up at a meeting with other folks who thought it sounded like a good idea. We talked about it. And we had another meeting, and we talked about it a little bit more. And at the end of that, several of us decided that we were going to go ahead and try this. So the tax sale was coming up really soon. We uh, looked into several properties that we felt comfortable buying and thought would uh, be good choices. We threw in our money. We sent Jason to go bid on the actual properties. And then I got a text message, I think, uh, saying, yay, we uh, have the tax deeds to two houses, and they were the ones that we had wanted to get, and they're kind of right next to each other, so that was nice for us, too. 
These houses happen to be on the corner where Prairie Street meets Wolf Avenue, hence the name Prairie Wolves. That's where it came from. Uh, so for me, this all happened in one big blur. I mean, like, really fast. But it wasn't all chaotic. There was something really neat and very grounded that was happening as we came together to do this. We were all coming together around a certain set of values that we already shared together and tried to live out in our individual lives. This venture of buying properties together gave us a way to live those values out as a community so that we could do this together instead of individually. So what kind of values do we have? Um, we've spent a lot of time as a group going over what kind of values we, we do each have and what kind of values that we want to say are the official values of our group. So we have um, different forms of uh, communicating this. But in general, on our list of values uh, are things like health and justice. We have a commitment to being a community that is welcoming to children. We value good communication, mutual accountability, balance, simplicity, creativity, celebration, and fun spiritual groundedness, and the process of transformation. And on the note of spiritual groundedness, I should say, I noticed that um, up on the screen it said that we were a Christian community, and that's partially true. Uh, but some of us are Christian and some of us are not, so we're actually more of an interreligious community. So more specifically, when we got to deciding what it is that the Prairie Wolf Collective is going to be all about, we decided on three main things. First, very important to us is that we want to engage in the history and current context of our actual physical location. We live in Elkhart. Elkhart is not a glamorous place, but we think that it's a treasure. We think that the people who live there with us are treasures. We think that in order to be grounded human beings, we need to be genuinely connected to and involved in the place where we live and all of its history. Um, I was talking with Nicole on the way here about how to explain why it is that we think this is important. And what we talked about was um, that, that some of our values are health and justice and good relationships with other people. And so we're aware that there are power dynamics that happen between groups of people. And there have especially been power dynamics that have happened in Elkhart, where we live. And when people stay in one place long enough, you can get a good enough sense of what those power dynamics might be that you can start to participate in that community in a meaningful and positive way. Um, if, we're, if we're moving around all the time and switching communities all the time, then we have the sense that we're not learning deeply what is moving the community that we're a part of. And so it's harder to be a part of whatever positive transformation is gonna happen in that place if we're not there long enough to really understand what that transformation needs to be. Uh, one thing that's necessary to be connected to a particular place is to have a somewhat permanent or at least stable way to keep living there. Of course, we are mostly on the younger side of life and mostly without a lot of money to be paying individual mortgages. So the second thing we decided is that we want to organize an affordable place for us and neighbors around us to live. The houses we bought, we decided, would be houses for us to live in, our homes, and for neighbors to live in too if any of them ever want to and if we have the space. 
but to be really committed to developing a sense of community together and with our neighbors. The third thing we decided was that we want to provide collective space that can be used for whatever comes along. So parts of our property are designated as homes for individuals, and parts of our property will become spaces for all of us and all of the others who want to um, around us to share together. So this is how the Prairie Wolf Collective came to be in very short form. And these are the values that we stand by. If you're the kind of person who is attracted to this sort of idea about community, this is the part that usually does the attracting. It's real, these values um, in this process that I'm talking about, but values are always a little bit idealistic too, or at least they can sound that way when you're talking about them. So Nicole is going to come next and share a bit about what living in community together has meant for us in the nitty gritty of daily life. So Hillary's given us a good, given you a good picture of how this all came to be and a broad picture of what our values look like. But how does that actually play out day to day is a really good question. Um, and this whole tax sale process through which we acquired our homes is complicated and not well known. And if you want to know more about it, you can ask us. But basically, it allowed us probably almost a full year where we were actually waiting for this process to go through before we had the actual actual ownership of these properties, which gave us months to, after a couple weeks of quick decision making and buying these houses, it gave us months to really process what this was going to mean, what our goals and hopes were, what, how our community would be structured and how we would live together in those spaces. So the foundation of our life together is really built on collective meetings that we have every two or three or four weeks, which are done in a consensus style with shared leadership and delegating a lot of tasks between us. And that's really the basis of how we've formed these values that Hillary has talked about and how we've continued to work through ongoing decisions. So that legal process that I talked about in itself was, was big and unexpected and we had no idea what we were getting into. We had just jumped into that. So we found ourselves suddenly a bunch of young people without a lot of money thinking, oh, we get cheap houses. No, actually, we have a year-long legal process to go through and we have to hire a lawyer and do all this paperwork and work on all these things that we've never imagined before. So that in itself was a process. Then we, then we were able to actually have ownership of these houses and realized they needed a lot of renovating and none of us had done that before either. So for this, the second year that we've owned these houses this past year, we have been tearing out walls and floors and fixing windows and totally rewiring one of the houses and getting lots and lots of help from neighbors and new friends and old friends and, and seeing community built through that process, not just amongst ourselves, but with other people who have purchased houses in our neighborhood also through the tax sale process or other friends who happen to have building skills that we don't have. Um, so that, that in itself has been a place of coming together and a lot of learning. Um, and through that, the meeting process has continued to be sort of our, 
our touch point of coming back together and saying, okay, where are we now? What else do we need to be working on? How many more vent covers and outlet covers do we need today? And how many, what's our record for how many times we've gone to the hardware store in one day as we try to figure out how to, how to work this process? And so finally, we are living, all of us are living together in the one building that we have renovated and the other is still waiting for us to get to it. Um, and those meetings have now become our, our space for continued work as we are learning how to live together actually and what it means to share a space and share a yard and, and have more contact than we maybe did before. Um, and I believe that some others are gonna share more specific stories about that. Um. Yeah, um, well, I'm very thankful with Gab for the opportunity to be part of this group. And, but also, I noticed this, like other things such as um, work and my work into that community with intentions of serve others um, brings me into this group. And that's how I met each of them. I'm very thankful for this opportunity, but also I understand that that brings um, responsibility responsibility to be open, to share, to give, um, to receive. And that brings me a story that um, I experienced with this group. Um, we needed some money to start all this, and I didn't have any. And that was another reason for them to keep me away or say, no, you cannot be part of this group. But still, we needed some money. And a couple from, from our um, former group or former members from this group, um, they, they show love and kindness and friendship and they share some financial, um, financial gift to, to me and, and my daughter. So that was a very strong feeling, very strong uh, experience for me to receive like money and be able to be part of this group. So I'm very thankful for that and that was a way for me to be open to receive. And also like the experience about exchange, um, growing in a big city such as Mexico City, uh, being an immigrant here and now being English my first language, um, and now become a single mom, it has not been easy for me to trust people and to be willing to exchange my culture and a little bit afraid of exchange beliefs and core values that I have. So. This journey, day by day, that's my story. Day by day, I've been learning to, um, to share my, my life, who I am, and my being respected by others, and not just me, but like my daughter and my mom too that lives very close by. So I feel very, very blessed by that and um, feel confident to, to exchange my, myself itself. Um, and I would say like by giving uh, my values, my time, my effort, and whatever I have, I've been receiving a lot of um, gifts, such as laughs and good times. My daughter can't wait for the time to get home because she knows that that means to play a little bit and to be respect and be just counted as a 
person with us. Uh, recently, I have a friend, and she came from Mexico. I kind of like grew up with her. And I can tell like the response from her was a little different. She is used to have, you know, the children's on the little side, and they need to listen to you, and you are more like a kind of charge. But for my daughter, she had a voice to talk, a voice to, exp to say what, I, what she wanted to do and what she doesn't want it to do. And um, that was experience, um, very nice experience that uh, I think I enjoy and I treasure every single day. And um, it's very powerful for me to see that this experience, this journey is helping her to create her song and this life. Um, so I think she treasures that a lot. You want to share? Well, the other day I said, um, I asked her, why do you like to live with us? And she's, she said, because I have fun. <laughs> I can play. So as, that's my biggest now, um, yeah, um, powerful gem that I treasure. So like Hillary mentioned, we're, we're talking about community and sharing some different stories that give you sort of a window um, into that. And, and it's, sort of, it's hard to communicate you know, the, the, the variety of experience because um, Hillary has a dog, right? So now Amira has a dog. Um, and also, like, uh, none of the rest of us have kids, but we get, to, we get to hang out with Amira. Like, how great is that, right? Um, and also, when Maggie, the dog, and, and Amira are with us in our meetings, we don't take ourselves so seriously, and they don't let us have long, boring meetings um, so much because they tend to interrupt us um, and help us um, focus on that it really is time for snack time, or maybe we should all go run around outside for a while. Um, so, so that's one thing that has been really neat. Um, and also, the house that we're renovating it was originally four apartments. So we, we're all under one roof now. Um, we have some of our own space, but also some, some space to be together. And some of that will be community space um, as we're finished with renovations. But one thing that's been really neat for me in thinking about community is that, you know, that there's not just one way uh, to do community. This is one way that's worked out for us, um, and it's and it's evolving and always, um, we're always learning more. But there are also, one thing that's, that's neat about the neighborhood where we live is there are all sorts of people doing community in different ways. And some of that you might, you might recognize as community. The, a couple blocks up the street where there's the Elkhart unit of Mennonite Voluntary Service. Um, people living in community there. But there's also, like, Gabby's mom lives a few blocks away and often Amira goes there to hang out during the day, right? So that's another way that that we have a strong community. Or um, there's other folks, uh, some seminary students are sharing houses together. Or there's the people right next door on the corner um, that there's, I think, three generations in, in, the, in the house there. Um, the grandma, the, um, her son, and her son's uh, kids and uh, stepkids. And then across, right across the street from them, uh, they just, the other relatives bought their fam uh, bought a house, so they have their whole uh, family sort of right in the same, just right across the street from each other. Um, and it's great too because some of these kids um, really love riding their bikes, and we have some great sidewalks around there, so they'll just do laps around the house. Um, and it was, it's funny because there's a big uh, oak tree out there, um, and so some of the, the, the kids who are just a little older than Amira 
um, say, you know, did you see, they came up to me, did you see there? There are coconuts out there under that tree. And uh, some of us might call them acorns, but, but with the enthusiasm that these kids had about the coconuts, maybe we should call them coconuts. It seemed like, so, so it's just, it's a neat place where there's all sorts of community happening. And Amira just got a bike uh, recently, so as it gets warmer, uh, she can play out there too. So, so that's one thing that I would want to offer too to anyone who's interested in community, um, that there are lots of ways that that happens. Some, it might end up with a tax sale house or getting a house. Um, that's been something that works for us. Or it might be like for Joanna, just before she moved in uh, a few weeks ago with us, she'd been living for the last couple years uh, with her friend Mildred. Uh, Mildred is in her 80s, and Joanna's been living upstairs uh, with Mildred. And so that there are all sorts of ways you know, to do creative things that's not just like a cookie cutter, that finding ways to connect with one another and have richer lives. When, and the more, the more um, I thought about it um, in sort of preparation for today, thinking about community, um, I guess I sort of grew up thinking that, you know, a lot of sort of where, I, where I'd end up would be, you know, sort of to have a family and a house, because that's mostly what I've seen, what I saw is sort of where I was um, in my context. But the more, the more I think about it, about like actual situations of people I know, whether that's in our neighborhood um, or broadly, most people don't have the 2.5 kids and a white picket fence and just a spouse and maybe one and a, like a dog or a cat. Like that's not most people's reality. Most people's reality is more um, complex. It's it's different, and there are different ways to experience community than just being an isolated family. And that's one thing that's really been great for a way for us to share with one another. For some people, that's through their church. Some people, that's through their living arrangement. Some people, that's with their neighbors. And but. It's encouraging to me that it doesn't have to be um, just one size fits all, and that there are all sorts of people living this out, whether they talk about it as community or not. Um, and the last thing I want us to, to recognize is that um, you know we can share here, and it's, we're glad to share about this community, but I want to also lift up some of those people who, um, who've been really helpful. Like, I, I never learned about tax sales. It was another long-term resident of Elkhart who helped teach me about it. Um, so there, and also other people who knew a heck of a lot more about wiring or carpentry. So there are all sorts of skills. It's amazing sometimes when, when you sort of step forward into think something you might be interested in, how often people will be supportive of, of a vision. We've got all sorts of donations of drywall, of lumber, of time. Uh, our neighbor next door uh, donated his king-size bed um, that he wasn't using. Um, so, you know, all sorts of things will sort of have emerged for us. And I think that that's, um, for, as we've talked to other people in community, that's often experiences that, that people will have. So, and one to also extend an invitation, if anyone's interested in, uh, in visiting or, or having more time for conversation than we may have today, um, we do want to open it up for questions here in a little bit. But um, we're just, uh, just the other end of the trolley that comes by here every half an hour. Just take it to Elkhart. Uh, we're just a, a few blocks from where that stops. Or the other, or the other end of the bike path. Um, you can take, it's a beautiful ride, um, especially as the weather gets warmer. So um, give us a call. Or every Wednesday night, also at that MVS house just down the street from us, 
Uh, many of us are often there for a community meal that's at six o'clock. So there are all sorts of spaces for connections, and if anyone is interested in community, I just want to offer our story as a word of encouragement um, that there are lots of ways to do that, and um, that often more people may uh, end up supporting you, whether that's through a king-size bed or telling you about what's, uh, what's in your yard. Uh, more people will offer things than you might expect, so thanks. We want to end our storytelling with a prayer. God, sometimes we say of you that you have three faces and yet you are still one God. What can this mean except that your very nature, three together as one, is community? Created in your image, we seek community with you, with each other, and with all of the inhabitants of the earth, our home. Give us hearts that truly want meaningful and honest relationships of integrity. Let us learn to laugh together because sometimes we don't know how. And let us learn to cry together because often we don't know how. And when we've got laughing and crying down, teach us to stick with each other through good parts and through hard parts, when we're offended or hurt or inconvenienced, when we'd really rather go our own ways. Teach us how to take deep breaths, work it out, and keep on walking together so that we have the joy all our lives of sharing tears and laughter with each other and with you. Amen. Thank you, Prairie Wolf Collective, the collective of you. Um, we appreciate your sharing out of your experience ways that you are able to live out of those places of deep meaning and deep values for you. Um, and so thank you for, for bringing that to us today. If you all have questions, these folks will be around here after we are done, and you are certainly encouraged and welcome to come and visit with them more. Let's stand up together and sing Come Walk With Us, The Journey Is Long. Number two in the green, sing the journey book. There are also um, two extra drums sitting up here, and uh, Anne looks lonely. So feel free to come join her.
one short announcement, and then we'll have a blessing of sending. Uh, good morning, uh, my name is Grant Miller, and if you are not aware, in the near future, the President's Council will be making a decision uh, about the iPad initiative that would give iPads to all incoming freshmen next year. Uh, myself, Henry Stewart, and Martin Hofkamp uh, at this time feel that it is a, not a responsible stewardship of our resources and does not reflect the core values of Goshen College uh, to engage in this iPad initiative. If you do not support this initiative, please sign our petition that expresses our concerns and that we will be sending to the President's Council. We will be outside chapel here and in the rot from 11 to 1 today where you can come and ask us questions, read the letter that we have sent to the President's Council voicing our concerns, or if you would like to sign the petition. Feel free to find one of us throughout the day as well and tell your friends. Thank you. It's been wonderful for us to be here. Thank you for having us. And as you go out from here, be blessed by the gift of this day, by the life of the journey, and by the gift of community wherever it is found. Go in peace.